At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country mega star while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our player profile series here as we get into the summer months. Hope you're all enjoying the playoffs in the NBA, and hopefully you've all been enjoying these conversations. We spoke, of course, a couple weeks ago to Miles Bridges. Coming up next week, we are going to have Cody Martin here on the HHC, but today we're talking about Isaiah Thomas, who really gave a boost to this Hornets squad. We'll talk about his impact on the team. You'll hear from IT himself in helping me talk about the Hornets veteran point guard is Sam Purley of Hornets.com. Sam, thanks so much for joining us again here on the HHC. Of course. Thank you for having me. Isaiah Thomas came to the team uh, as a 10-day contract signee, signed for the remainder, uh, signed early March, and that's really when things started to turn. Before we get into, you know, his specific impact on teams, I want your general opinion. Coincidence, or was he the difference in taking this team out of a dreadful February and into a March that gave them the momentum to really make a run at making the postseason? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I would say, I think 
it would be short-sighted to say he didn't have an impact on it. I, I really think that Isaiah Thomas's presence from a leadership standpoint, a guy that's played in meaningful games, a lot of meaningful games in his NBA career, which is really kind of a fascinating thing to dive into. And then looking at it as I think the Hornets were really, I think a lot of February, they were really missing a backup point guard, a secondary ball handler that was kind of a primary point guard. I know LaMelo and Terry were rotating after Ishmith was traded to Washington, but it really felt like they were kind of missing that, particularly at the end of late games. And I think Isaiah kind of came in and I, I don't think the Hornets necessarily were expecting to get as much as they did from Isaiah. But I think once he came in and he started kind of, I mean, instantly from that first game, he was coming, he was having an impact on games, getting in LaMelo's ear. I mean, he's constantly on the bench communicating and cheering and really, really kind of engulfed himself in the team culture from day one. And that's uh, for a guy that has been a top five MVP at one point and an all NBA player and, and a close to a scoring leader and had the career that he's had, you know, at this point, you know, it, it was really, really impressive. I, I mean, you kind of just don't know what to expect from him at this point in his career just because of the highs and lows that he had. But it was a really, really beneficial presence to have Isaiah Thomas around this team for March and in first half of April, because I really do, do think having him around made a big impact on the late season run that they had. I don't think there's any question to it. When you look at the stats, he played in 17 games, but was a part of 19 down the stretch in the regular season, uh, at least part of the roster, and the team went 13-6. and six. So pretty telling for a squad that finished the year above 500, but they had an even better record specifically with him on the team. And, and that role was interesting, because I think originally when they signed him, Charlotte was looking at games where, honestly, they were getting blown out and still had to have LaMelo Ball or Terry Rozier on the floor because or else you'd have six rookies slash second year players that were six eight or taller there wasn't anyone to run anything and so I think in part it was looking at like okay we'll have someone here for emergency duties but that first game right out of the gates at Cleveland LaMelo Ball gets into major foul trouble and Isaiah Thomas steps into the void and immediately has a big game both scoring and distributing I think LaMelo played like 10 minutes in that game due to all the foul trouble that he was in and Isaiah Thomas was able to help lead this team to a position for a big win and that really got the ball rolling. I think without those specific circumstances, LaMelo Ball almost fouling out of that game in the first half and Isaiah Thomas having a brilliant game without really knowing any of his teammates for more than 12 hours, outside of those circumstances, he probably doesn't have anywhere near the kind of minutes and role that he ended up having. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how those things work out. I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, I think before that Cleveland game, they were in Milwaukee on a back-to-back, and it was right after the double overtime or single overtime buzzer beater from Kelly Olenek at home against Detroit. And I remember kind of watching that game, and it's an opportunity or a situation where you probably would kind of empty the benches, and LaMelo and Terry were still out there at the end of the fourth quarter, and the Hornets were obviously down 25 30 points to Milwaukee it really felt like they need somebody else in here to just kind of soak up these minutes we need to kind of take advantage of situations where you can kind of rest guys where things are out of hand whether you're winning by a lot or losing by a lot and Isaiah at the time I think had had something like three 40 point games in the G League I know he had one against Greensboro that that JB said was the one that really kind of caught their attention and he made the most of his opportunity and like you said who knows if, if Lamella doesn't get in foul trouble in Cleveland you know where does this team or how is Isaiah even make it through two 10-day contracts and get 
guaranteed for the rest of the year. So he talked a lot about coming in. I'm just going to be ready. Whenever I'm called upon, I'm going to be ready. And, and he was absolutely ready. And even towards the end of the year, there were times where he's in there in the fourth quarter. You know, they're drawing up plays and playing him alongside LaMelo and playing with Terry. And even times having all three of the guys together, I thought was really entertaining. So kudos to him because, again, he's had, ever since leaving Boston, has not been necessarily how I think he envisioned his career playing out with the injuries and kind of bouncing from team to team. But he's really taken on the the role of just I'll be ready when my opportunity comes I'll be ready and he, he took advantage of it here in Charlotte for sure on the court he was invaluable eight points per game from your backup point guard shooting 40 percent from three that's huge off the court just as big if not bigger he is someone with the wealth of experience that you reference gives him the ability to talk to anyone on the roster and be able to associate what they're going through currently with something that he had gone through in his career he has been a two-time All-Star. He's been an All-NBA player. Even though he plays the game differently than LaMelo Ball does, he can certainly talk with him about being at the highest levels of the game and some of the pitfalls that are there that are unique to those kinds of spots that LaMelo Ball is already in and will in the future ascend even further towards, maybe even go beyond. And at the same time, be able to talk as someone who was a Mr. Irrelevant, the 60th pick in the draft, and had to work really hard just to get on the floor early in his career to a James Booknight and other players who are young and having a hard time getting minutes in the the current edition or this last season's edition of the roster where circumstances might not have been favorable to them, but knowing how talented they are and knowing how bright the future is and helping them work through some of those battles. So whoever he was talking to, guards or bigs or anyone, whether they're playing a lot or not playing a lot, Isaiah Thomas is someone they can relate to and get a benefit from and be a positive influence as a veteran on this team. Yeah, and how rare is it to have somebody like Isaiah Thomas that's had the experiences that he's had in the league? I mean, I don't think many guys in the history of the NBA have risen, talk about being Mr. Irrelevant, kind of working his way into the rotation in Sacramento and then in Phoenix, and there was kind of a jam there, and he got traded to Boston. I mean, at his peak, I mean, he was one of the not only one of the best players in the league, but also one of the most popular players in the league. I mean, he was must-see TV every single night and then was traded and then the hip injury and it just it kind of really you know lost some of his prime there and he bounced from team to team so like you said he's had that that relatability he can relate to guys that are at the end of the roster or a second round pick or an undrafted guy trying to work his way into the rotation he can relate to a lamello ball because he's been a superstar he's been an all-star he's taken every opposing team's best shots every single night i mean he can relate to guys coming back from injury relate to guys taking advantage of opportunity i mean i don't think there's anybody in this locker room or really any locker room that couldn't learn something from Isaiah Thomas, just given the sort of really unique career that he's had, you take a step back. I mean, it's inspiring just because he could very easily have said, you know what, I've proved everything. But you can see when he comes in here how humble he is, how appreciative of each opportunity he is, and how grateful just given everything that's happened in the last few years. So it was from a personal standpoint, I don't know how you necessarily feel, but it was really cool to kind of see him have some of those moments again, knocking down threes, making big shots in the fourth quarter, playing in important games during this final six weeks of the season. No question about it. I think on the court, off the court, he was a huge addition to the team at the right time and helped turn the season around. I mean, we had the highs of the early 
portion of the season where the team was well above 500. Then February hit and everything seemed to be you know lost at sea with the Gordon Hayward injury and, and the team just not being able to find wins. And then whether coincidence or not, Isaiah Thomas, Montrez Harrell show up and all of a sudden the team starts to take off. And uh, Isaiah Thomas definitely a big part of that on and off the floor. Coming up next, we are going to hear from the man himself. Isaiah Thomas joins us here on the Hornets Hivecast after this quick break. I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Let's welcome Isaiah Thomas back here to the Hornets Hivecast. Isaiah, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? It's been a great time getting to know you here. It seems like such a world when you join the team on a 10-day contract and 12 hours later, six hours later, you're thrown into a game playing 20-something minutes, scoring big, big buckets. What's this year specifically with Charlotte been like? It's been amazing for me, you know, individually. It's been, you know, I was I was on the couch a few months ago, you know, at home working out, just waiting for an opportunity. So for the Hornets organization to, you know, give me a couple 10 days and then obviously sign me for the rest of the season, I was just so appreciative of the opportunity. I was thankful for all the moments, especially around a good group of guys. They have good energy each and every day. It just made me happy to be able to come into work each and every day with a smile on my face and knowing that, you know, I'm around a good group of guys and, and just trying to help any way I can and impact the organization each and every day. So, you know, I just tried to do my job, but for the most part, I was just, I was very appreciative for the opportunity. I'm happy I've been able to be here for the last however many weeks and, you know, just to make a positive impact on each and everybody here. There was a lot of growth from the young leadership of this team, LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges, and they deserve a ton of credit for the turnaround that happened. But it's probably not a coincidence that when you showed up and joined forces with Montrez and some other veterans, that the team started winning a lot more, went 13-6. and six. What is it about having veterans in the locker room, both from your experience as a young player and now being that veteran, that you feel helps these young guys reach their potential? Man, it helps in so many ways, like even not not just on the court, but off the court. I mean, for me, when I was coming in, I had vets like Francisco Garcia in Sacramento, John Sammons in Sacramento that, you know, taught me how to be a pro, taught me how to go about my day each and every day, taught me how to do my job, take it serious, take my body serious. So, you know, um, to have vets in the locker room and to have guys, especially on this team, be able to talk to the younger guys, not necessarily on how to do things, but just, you know, show them how to be a professional, show them how to go about their day each and every day, and then show them, you know, what it takes to to reach the levels that, you know, guys have seen and the, the levels of success guys have seen. So, you know, my job was to just stay in guys' ear, give them the utmost confidence each and every day. And then, you know, when they're messing up also to be in their ear about that as well and just know, you know, change the page, turn the page, go on to the next short memory, whether it's good or bad, and continue to control the things that you can control. So, you know, obviously it's easier said than done, but guys respect my voice in this locker room, so it made it a lot easier to be able to, you know, interact with the guys and talk to them and and communicate them on, you know, where I'm coming from. So, you know, I tried to help. I tried to do my part. You know, I believe it helped, and I believe it, it made guys grow into, you know, who they were at the end of the season. And like I said, I can't thank the guys enough for being, for allowing me to be myself. 
in addition to the role of being a leader on and off the floor, you had a big role on the team on the floor in terms of being that spark off the bench, being the backup point guard. You mentioned to me a couple of times, one, that you were on the couch before, you know, not too long ago, but also that you want to keep playing until you're 40. How do you feel the last couple of months have helped you go more towards that goal and further from the couch? I think it's helped me a lot, you know, just being on a roster, period. And, you know, obviously when my name's called, showing that I'm ready and I can still play at a high level, I think it's going to give me some momentum going into, you know, free agency. Hopefully, obviously, I'm back here and I, I can help. This opportunity helped me in so many ways. That's why I'm just so thankful to be back in this space where I belong, where I deserve to be. The list goes down the line of guys I can't thank enough for giving me this opportunity and allowing me to be back in this space. And, you know, I think it helped to accomplish that goal of playing until 40 and playing until, you know, I can't play anymore. Obviously, I feel really good and my body's at a great place right now and I'm healthy. So, you know, you can't predict the future, but I think I'm going in the right direction. I know you're a Seattle guy. For a long time, I thought Jamal Crawford was going to play until the Sonics returned, <laughs> even if it took him until he was 60. So I'm glad someone can For pick sure. up the torch. Yes, and that that's the plan. I, I at least want to. Try to get one year back home. Hopefully the Sonics get get back before I have to retire. Yeah, hopefully they don't play the Hornets in the finals that year. That would be, that would be bad news. <laughs> exactly. Isaiah Thomas, our guest here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Isaiah, is there a signature moment that you have from this season, either for yourself or something you witnessed out there on the floor that you'll always remember from this season? You know, probably the you know signing the first day. And the guys just welcome me with open arms. Like, that that's big. I've, I've been on a few 10 days before. I've been on teams in the middle of the season where, you know, it's hard to, to welcome somebody you don't know. So for them to welcome me with open arms and just, like, push me to being myself and wanting me to be myself, like, that makes the transition so much easier. And that makes everything not just on the court but off the court so much easier. So... I would say for me individually was signing that first day and guys just allowing me to be me and happy that I was able to be here. And, you know, that says a lot. But, you know, for the team, I think just having that stretch of playing really good because I, I think before I got here, it was a really tough stretch of some tough losses. And, you know, I don't want to always – I don't want to take the credit like just because you signed me, we changed things around. But I think the energy just came together at the right time. And guys start believing a little more and then just focusing on what, you know, like I said earlier, the things that you can control. I think when you focus on that and not focus on things you can't control, things just start to work out, you know, for the better. I think that that was the case for this group. The, the decisions that are going to come this offseason, they're way over my head. And I, the podcast is not the place to, yeah. to do those things. We're obviously rooting for you and yeah. the best for you and the franchise. But your experience now being a part of it, the team's gone from 23 to 33 to 43 wins. Franchise has also not had back-to-back -back winning seasons in 20 years. As you look at this young nucleus that will be coming back, plus some of the veterans that will be coming back for the Hornets. What do you think the chances are of ending that streak of not having back-to-back 21 -back seasons? And where do you think the ceiling is for this club? The sky's the limit. I mean, you got a good young core that's really special. And you just build around that. Obviously, the guys that are coming back, making sure guys get better and continue to get better and come back with something even more next year. But, you know, the sky is the limit, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a part of it right now. Like I said earlier, I was on the couch a few months ago. The Hornets were one of my favorite teams to watch, and that's just – I think that just wasn't me. Like, for the world, the Hornets was a fun team to watch. So if guys just keep building, obviously add a few pieces here and there, and the sky is the limit, and 
you know, hopefully I'm a part of that, and hopefully we can make some things happen. We're going to be rooting for you for sure. Isaiah, thanks so much for joining us today and all season long. Best of luck in the offseason. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Our thanks again to Isaiah Thomas for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Sam Purley of Hornets.com back again. And Sam, we heard there from IT, the words that stand out to me most is thankful and how grateful he was for the opportunity to find a fit. This is someone who was kind of lost in the basketball wilderness for a while there after the huge years he had with Boston. He goes to Cleveland the Lakers, Denver, Washington, New Orleans. He's signed by places, only kept for a few days. He's traded to places that immediately cut him. He was a man in search of an opportunity. He found one here in Charlotte. And for all the good he brought to the organization, he overwhelmingly was just grateful that someone gave him the chance to show what he could do. Yeah, and something I kind of recall, I think when he first joined the team in that first week, I think they had he did an availability with Boston, the Boston media that was here, and they asked him, obviously, because of the, the ties to the Celtics. And something that really stuck out that I remember was he said that I think for a while that he was kind of chasing the Boston Celtics Isaiah Thomas. He was chasing that, getting back to that, you know, top five MVP, leading scorer, all NBA caliber player. And I think somewhere he kind of recognized somewhere along the line, he's like, I'm not chasing that anymore. You know, I, I don't need to chase that anymore. I'm chasing something different. And I think with how things played out in Charlotte, and obviously he still wants to play more and he's proven he can play more and he proved he can contribute on the court and most certainly off the court. But it almost feels like his time in Charlotte the last six you know, the six weeks or seven weeks he had in Charlotte, it almost seems like he found a sense of closure because I think the book was so open with how Isaiah Thomas is you know, everyone was rooting for him and then just the craziness with bouncing from team to team and the injuries and just couldn't seem to stick anywhere. And like you said, he just, he never really latched on. This was kind of the first place it really felt like he found his footing on the court, off court, and he plays great. I mean, there were games where he came in and hit shots that, that won the Hornets games and, you know, steadied things out and steadied out the turnovers and things like that. So I'm really happy for him just from a personal standpoint because it seems like he found what he was looking for in the sense of, you know, there's always that kind of like, what if, what if he didn't get hurt in Boston? or what if he didn't get traded or what if you know he was able to stick with one of these teams before so really really fascinating career and I think it's it's really hard not to root for him just given everything we've talked a number of times really hard not to root for him given how everything has kind of transpired so and like he said I hope he wants to play at 040 I think he's certainly capable of doing that because he can go out and get you I go back to that Washington game at the end of the year where he came in in the third quarter I think LaMelo had a cut or something he came in and dropped 14 points real real quick and it's just like oh man He's he's always good for a bucket. He does remind me. There's a lot of similarities with Jamal Crawford, but that's how Jamal Crawford was too. He just comes in and gets you buckets. So Isaiah Thomas certainly capable of doing that for for years to come. And that embracing of a new role could be his path moving forward here. Like you mentioned, he, he's not chasing the version of himself that played in 2016-17, which I might add, it was one of the better years. I mean, there there's a good 
opportunity if he doesn't get hurt in that Eastern Conference Finals series against Cleveland. Maybe he's leading Boston into the NBA Finals, you know, that year. And that wasn't a Celtics team that any way close resembles the one that's out there right now. I mean, I think it was Jalen Brown's rookie year. Terry Rozier's coming off the bench for that team. It's really him and Al Horford and a couple other pieces leading the way. But it it was Isaiah Thomas's team, and they got very close to the sun there with uh, him leading that team into the Eastern Conference Finals. But nevertheless, you know, things happened the way they did. He is now in this new role. Your thoughts, and as I mentioned in the conversation with Isaiah, whether or not he's re-signed here, that's way above our pay grade. That's not the topic of this podcast. But if he were available to return, if there's an appetite on both sides, what would it mean to the Hornets to keep Isaiah Thomas here for next season? Oh, I think it'd be he'd have a tremendous impact. I think you'd just see more of the same that we saw in March and April. I mean, I, I think it's very obvious from the coaching staff was really impressed. I think when obviously when you sign a 10-day guy and you sign a 10-day guy that has had the history that he's had in the league, you just don't know is he does he still want to come in and, and shoot all the time? Is he still chasing that Boston Isaiah Thomas? Is he still trying to prove that he's that all NBA caliber player? So, you know, but you came in, you recognize instantly that he'll do whatever it needs to be done. If it's five minutes off the bench, if it's 25 minutes sometimes this game, if it's closing the fourth quarter, if it's just playing in a little spurt here or something. So uh, I think the coaching staff was really I, I think they did not necessarily expect to have – I think they knew he was going to contribute, maybe not to the level he did on the court and off the court. So uh, I thought he was tremendous, and I thought it, the impact he had on LaMelo Ball cannot be overlooked. I think that's really, really important to have somebody, a veteran like LaMelo Ball, who's you know already an all-star, is already an immensely popular player. I mean, two things that Isaiah Thomas is very familiar with and has experience in. And you know this team wants to make a jump next year and be playing – more meaningful games in March and April and hopefully into the playoffs and Isaiah Thomas has seen it all and I just I think having a resource in somebody like that that has that experience and has the ear of young players and this is a guy that a lot of young guys looked up to they remember what Isaiah Thomas was in Boston um, and it really wasn't that long ago so I think it's I think he certainly could have an impact whether it's in Charlotte or anywhere else I think there's there's still plenty to come for Isaiah Thomas and with that being said a couple of thoughts one as great as LaMelo is When you break down the team's record based off how many minutes in a game LaMelo plays, there's a pretty sharp difference in contests where LaMelo plays 32 minutes or less. Team was about eight games over 500. And when he exceeds 33, team was actually below 500. Now, in the playoffs, his his minutes are going to go up. Year three compared to year two, his minutes are going to go up. I'm not suggesting that we put a uh, any kind of limits on LaMelo Ball, but it does represent something that you see more often in the regular season. You do have to rotate guys in and out. You can't play someone 45 minutes a game and expect them to last an entire 82-game season, then hopefully a long playoff run, and just bounce back day after day. It's not realistic. So having that backup point guard presence is huge for the team. It allows LaMelo to play more normal minutes and be the best version of himself on a nightly basis. The other part of that of the equation, if Isaiah Thomas were to return, is you're probably not looking for a backup point guard who's going to play all 82 games. Probably looking for someone more in the mold of what Ish Smith brought and did very well for the Hornets. He came in some games 
off the bench having not played for a week and was a big spark plug for the team. And that's probably closer to what you want from your backup point guard than what we saw Isaiah Thomas inevitably play. And part of the reason for that is you've got a lot of young guys who are under team control for a long time, guys like James Booknight, who are in all likelihood going to step into more prominent roles. And you don't need or want necessarily a 10-man rotation every game. So you need guys who can occupy spots 9 through 15 on a roster who can jump into the play and jump into the rotation if there's injuries, if there's openings, for whatever reason, and occupy that spot. And then just as easily take a step back, still be that positive voice from the bench and help the team achieve what it wants to without necessarily having to play on the floor. It's a difficult role to occupy, but it's one Isaiah Thomas verbally has said he is wanting to and willing to occupy and has proven now that he can step into. Yeah, absolutely. And to go back to that Washington game, because he was, I think at that point of the season, he was not in the rotation. I think they were kind of gearing up for the playing game. This is the last game, regular season game and uh, at home. And not played the whole game, and then third quarter, LaMelo has to go out because I think he has a cut on his eye or got poked in the eye or something. He comes in and is just bucket. I mean, I think he hit five straight. He was like five of five or six of six, hit a few free throws, 14 points just in a six-minute span. He's like, you know how hard that is to do, to be completely, you know, come into a game in a third quarter in a tight game and a game you really need to win to kind of keep keep pace in, in the standings and comes in and just delivers. I mean, that's that's not easy. And then I think, you know, and again, if something like that were to happen in the middle of the season, I think Isaiah Thomas at this point recognized come in when he's needed. And if he doesn't play for a few games, that's fine. But you know if you're going to need him at another point, he's going to be ready to go. And one other instance that comes back to mind, I think it was the Boston game at home here in mid-early March. Um, I think LaMelo had I think had started off with some turnover issues or and the defense was really kind of getting to him. And I think JB kind of pulled the reins back, put LaMelo on the bench, put Isaiah Thomas in just to steady things out for a second quarter. Just go and give us eight minutes. Just kind of let's get the offense back into a little bit of a rhythm. I think he did that. LaMelo went back into the second half. No turnovers for the rest of the game. But having a guy that you can kind of turn to, just be like, I need you to go in and just kind of stabilize things, just you know, calm things down a little bit, just run the offense. Let's get some good possessions. Let's get some good shots. Uh, there's not many guys around the league that can do that and also have the wherewithal to say, hey, I might not get 15 or 20 shots or I might not play 25 minutes a game. And I think Isaiah Thomas is at this point where he recognizes any opportunity that comes my way, any way I can help, I'm going to take advantage of it, do it to the best of my ability. And if I'm not on the court you know, actively contributing, I'm going to be in the guy's ears telling him what to do. So really, really happy for him that he got this opportunity. He took advantage of it. And yeah, obviously, I think he would be an immense help to any team in the future, including the Hornets, obviously. He had a lot of great moments. He's 33. So even though he's been in the league a while, he still has a lot of runway left in terms of his athleticism and certainly proved last year, physically speaking, after all the injuries, he's ready to go. So we're, we're rooting for Isaiah, a great person, a great player, wishing him all the best. And if it is indeed a return to Charlotte in his future. Certainly no one on this podcast that's going to complain at all about that because we are big Isaiah Thomas fans and certainly rooting for him moving forward. Moving forward here on our player profile series, we're going to go to another veteran from this Hornets team. Cody Martin is our planned next 
edition of the HHC that will be coming up next week. Till then, for our guest today, Sam Perley of Hornets.com and our producer, Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us, and we'll talk to you again next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.